Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Steelers Nation, Steelers Country, whatever you want to call it. I'm back. Mike had to fill in with me on Tuesday. He did his thing. And we have a special guest, a Super Bowl champion. So we're just going to get straight to it. You are watching Steelers Crazy, sick podcast. Sammy. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith Shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be back. I I watched the uh, NFL uh, draft special you had. We're gonna start bringing on some prospects. Hopefully, some guys soon that can protect Kenny Pickett. Um, so guys that could take, guest. we could definitely take something from this guest coming in yeah. here, man. You know the the vets always like to help out the rooks. So definitely a, a guest today that mixes in well with our NFL draft profile for Steelers worldwide. I know you like you went Steelers country. Steelers Nation, Steelers yeah. Worldwide, baby. Yeah, and uh, we'll bring this special guest on, McKeesport's own, West Virginia's own, Super Bowl XL champion, Mike Logan. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on, man. Hey, Thanks our pleasure, man. We're, we're excited to have you. I, I know we were, me and Mike were talking to you uh, off air a little bit you know we're two new ken guys we've been best friends since i guess kindergarten and uh, we were talking about how plexico burris used to be my neighbor and how you came to valley middle school uh and, and talked to us I, I think i was four, 14 years old then about, <laughs> it was our hero our hero yeah yeah and, and still till this day my mom has the picture of my brother you and plexico hanging up on the fridge so i just think it you know this this uh podcast here means a lot and uh we just want to knack your brain about your career, everything you've been doing, and as well as uh, the current Steeler team. So, but first and foremost, we just want to, you know, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and say a little bit about yourself, and we'll get to it. Well, I appreciate you guys dating me right there, saying you how old you were. I, you see these grays in the uh, chin here right now. That lets me know that I'm getting up there in age. But uh, I, I remember that. I remember that so vividly coming out the uh, – Valley Middle School and and doing stuff for Red Ribbon Week that you had out there with Miss Regas, I mean that is amazing and and it's great to be a local guy who went on to you know achieve his success and then you hear these stories from you know people in Pittsburgh 
about things off the field that you have done that have impacted them. That that's the greatest feeling in the world. So, uh, you know, I, I remember them times coming out there to speak to you guys, man. That is so funny. I'll tell you what, full circle type of world over here at the end of the day, I'm chatting with Mike Logan here on the Steelers crazy sick podcast. Let's talk a little bit about that career. You mentioned obviously being in Pittsburgh and the key sport kid turned into a Pittsburgh Steeler. I can't imagine that's easy, man. You, you, I'm sure had a lot of best friends, but you got even more best friends. You probably have cousins <laughs> coming out the woodwork that you're not related to. Ultimately, Mike, good to see you. Where you been? That's yeah. not, I remember. I remember Terrell Pryor when he came out right. of um, Jeanette, of course, mm-hmm. Ohio State kid. Great, great. One of the best athletes I've ever seen around here. Right. I remember him specifically saying he doesn't want to play for the Steelers because everything yeah. that would come with that. Yeah. Um, I think obviously your experience, maybe without social media and things like that, a little different. But tell me about like the challenges that came with that. It, it was so much pressure, but you're not thinking about that. When I, I didn't have a chance to think about it, you know, um, back then it, it's been my dream since I was six years old. You know, playing the Whitaker Projects. I'm like, when I grow up, I want to play in the NFL and I want to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't think about what comes with it at that time, mm-hmm. but. Lo and behold, when you get here and that dream comes to fruition, so many things that you never thought about comes into play. And it's not just the material things because people want you to buy them everything and every all those things to come with it. It's the expectations. You know, people see me play little league football. They see me play high school football, go on to college and play football. And they think, you know, this guy has been the best at his sport. Uh and in every you know phase of his career that he's went to, and you get to the professional level, and they're like, "Why aren't you dominating like you used yeah. to dominate?" So you're, you're not falling all over. <laughs> yeah, you're getting more pressure at home than you're getting basically from your coaches and and, and yeah. teammates. You know what I mean? They're like, "Yo, what you doing?" I mean, there was a couple games when after we played, I came to get my hair cut in, in in my local barber shop at Big Tom's Barber Shop in the Hill, and they're like, "Dude, what happened?" Like you sucked out there, you know what I mean? And they're giving it to you raw because they're your family and they can, you know, they can put an arm out and reach you and touch you. So they're gonna they're not gonna hold back. So those expectations and that criticism coming from people that you know and grew up with can be harsh on you, man. Nick and weigh on you if you let it. All right, West Virginia Mountaineer. What about the criticism from the uh from the fans around here? I'm talking about getting crap. Listen. I get I got so much crap about going to West Virginia from being from Pittsburgh, and I had to let them let people know. I said, "Listen, I, I wanted to be a Pitt Panther. I'm gonna just be truthfully honest. Being growing up in Pittsburgh and knowing the history and tradition, Tony Dorsett, Dan Marino, you know, you, you, I was like, I think I'm going to Pitt. Pitt didn't offer me a full scholarship. Mm. They 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 like extended an invited walk on. At that time, mm. they were in the Big East." They were the only school that didn't in the Big East that didn't offer me a full ride. So I don't know if they took for granted like I was just going to come there regardless. I said, no, I'm going to go to West Virginia and I'm going to kick your tail for four years. And that's exactly what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. No doubt, man. You created, helped create a culture there. And I want to talk about, before I kick it to Jordan over there, I want to talk about that word culture because that comes up a lot nowadays with the recent Steelers teams and you know, listen, there's there's drama with every team, but of course it's magnified now in this world that we're living in. But you guys really seem to have such a strong culture and foundation uh, there with Coach Coward. Nothing against Coach Tomlin whatsoever. We love him. But that team, that Super Bowl team, 
Tell me a little bit about just that that word, the camaraderie, the relationships you guys had. Uh, we don't we don't always get a, a you know insight about that. What we see obviously is everything on the field. Right. We, I'm gonna tell you where that was rooted in, and it was rooted in um, Coach Cower allowing us to do our thing, hmm. and he 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 let us know. He said, "Listen, you guys have leaders in this locker room. You have leaders on the field. I I don't mind your input." He let us kind of say, coach, this is what we're comfortable with. This is what we like to play. This is what we like to do. This is what we like to eat. This is what we like to wear. You know what I mean? We had input in all that. And he said, listen, you guys can do it your way as long as it works. And as long as it's respectful. And as long as it's in, in the confines of what we do. And until you do it wrong or I see it isn't working, then I'm going to step in. And for the most part, we were able to do that with the leaders that we had on our football team. We had Joey Porter as the mouthpiece. We had Alan Fanica as the guy who's going to come with the hard uh, hard hat mentality every day. You got Jerome Bettis, who's the constant professional. You got guys who have respect and have done it and laid the groundwork that he had trust in, and he allowed us to do it our way. Now, there were times when things didn't work out, and he said, okay, now I got to step in. But the respect of a coach to have that much player input and put the responsibility on us and being able to handle it, that developed the culture. That made it what it was right there. And, and you want to play for a team like that. You want to play for guys like that. And you want to play for a coach who allows you to do that. It's so interesting because I think we talked about it before, actually. Maybe it was uh, Trey Essex who joined us, but everybody has this perception of Mike Tomlin being this player's coach and Bill Cowher being this hard-ass, like hard-nosed right. guy. Isn't yeah. that something that's so interesting? It's definitely interesting. I mean, if you got to know Bill on the level that we did, I I, I kind of knew him from just being from Pittsburgh, and I would run into him sometime when his daughters was playing basketball. I would be watching Swin Cash, who went to my high school, and mm -hmm. I would run into him or I would see his wife, and I would go up to him and speak to him and everything. And you knew that he was a hard-nosed coach. But, you know, behind, in the locker room, behind the closed doors of what the public sees, this guy was awesome for us. I mean, he was one of those guys who said, listen, I don't even want to be in the locker room, the real literal locker room per se. Handle it accordingly. That's y'all space nice. to go in there and be free and do what you want to do and be who you are. And he was like, if I have to come into your space, which is the player space, then there's probably an issue or something wrong. But I want you guys to be who you are authentically in that locker room. And that's what made us have such a great rapport with him. His door was open. We knew that. We knew that it wasn't going to be a one-sided conversation when you went in there. We had extreme dialogue with Coach Coward, and that allowed us to be who we truly were. Yeah. So on that note, that's, that was perfect lead into my next question is just talk about, you know, your thoughts on the current uh, team. You know, the past few years, uh, obviously, I'm sure you're still, you know, a Steeler fan and watching the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it's hard to say when people ask me because I, I didn't play for Coach Tomlin. Mm. I retired actually the year um, the year he came in. Um, I had a long talk with him though. You know, I was I was my contract was just ending the year he came in to sign, and um, I ended up talking to him and getting a pretty good relationship with him. Um, seeing his kids out there running track, and I used to coach another track team, so I would interact with him a lot. Um, I see some similarities in Bill Cower and Mike Tomlin, but I don't know how he structures his locker room and how that works out. Mm -hmm. But on the field, 
you know, I think that he has so much pressure of everyone saying, well, he's been given a Bill Coward team who just yeah. went to the Super Bowl and all of those things. And then him trying to implement his foundation, which is so hard to do in a franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers because they only had three coaches. You yeah. know what I mean? You've only had three coaches who, crazy. Who, who've done it a certain way and what the fans expect from him how to run his team. And he's trying to come in and run his team the way he wants to do it. Of course, it's going to take some time to really develop those things and implement all the stuff that he wants to do. But they had success. They've mm -hmm. had success. Now, they haven't had the Pittsburgh fan success that we expect out of them yeah. these last couple of years, which is going to the playoffs, uh, winning a playoff game, and contending to go to a Super Bowl in the last five to ten years. You know what I mean? There's a lot of heavy expectations from the fans, but you know he's he's proven himself to be a winner, and he's had some production out of players on the field. We've had players going to the Pro Bowl every year. Um, some of the best in the leagues at their positions. You know, Cam Hayward, yeah. Mika Fitzpatrick. Um, you know, even you know Antonio Brown. You know, I mean, yeah. he's, he's had some successful players in there, and um, you can't take away from what he's been able to do in this league. Uh, for the time, for the tenure that he's been able to do it. I'm sure there's a lot of franchises who would have loved to have a coach who was able to oh, put yeah. him in those positions that we've been in over the past decade. Yeah, I kind of this is I kind of just wanted to throw this question. I know you play you were drafted by the Jaguars, correct? Yeah, yeah. So so explain to me what is there a difference because in Pittsburgh the standard is the standard like was right. the, is if, what's the mentality like you know cuz you know and I I know that you have probably still have love for Jaguar Nate. Oh, well, no doubt. No and, doubt. Uh, you know, shout out Trevor Lawrence. Uh, yeah, no good doubt. young no quarterback doubt. and my next question will be about Kenny Pickett, but just talk about like the is there any difference similarity? I mean, I know it's the NFL. NFL, but just talk about the operation a little bit. And right. I'm sure that the Steelers, uh, you know, operate a little bit different than most NFL teams. Well, you know, it was a unique experience for me to go to Jacksonville and be drafted by the Jaguars because I think it was only like their second or third year in existence. Yeah. They were an expansion team. Right. So we were basically learning on the fly how to be a franchise down in Jacksonville. Wow. I mean, connecting with the fan base, getting the community all involved, trying to, you know, uh, put a Build product from on the, the ground field that was, that was worthy to be loved by the fans. And you know what, though? We had some instant satisfaction right away because we put together some very good football teams down there mm -hmm. uh, during the four years that I was there. So winning kind of generates – uh, you know, some success in, in different yeah. aspects of the franchise. So we had that, but you can tell they were still trying to get their structure together. Like mm -hmm. when I came to Pittsburgh, I knew what it was because of the yeah. historic tradition of who they were. So mm -hmm. in Jacksonville, we were kind of still putting it together. But I will say we had a coach who was so on top of his business and I didn't always like it at times. Me and Tom Coughlin butt, butt, butted heads some, you know, quite Hope often. Hope you weren't late for a meeting. Oh, bro, <laughs> listen, you're talking about fines for not wearing the right socks. and Wow. Uh, I mean, it was so – and those are the things that I'm talking about and trying to get together, trying to run an organization. He had come from Boston College, and he was trying to now coach men who were coming into this new franchise, and they're like, this ain't college, you know, we're, we're professionals. And he was like, so 
hard-nosed and disciplined that he didn't care about that. All he wanted to do was win. Mm -hmm. So in order to get us to conform to kind of what he was doing, we started winning and we were like, well, we're just going to do it. This is the formula, you know what I mean? Until it wasn't the formula. When you start losing, then things start to change a little bit. You start to have issues come up. Yeah, so I have one more question before I swing it over to Mike. I just wanted to get your thoughts. I I mentioned Trevor Lawrence, another young quarterback that the Steelers now have is Kenny Pickett. Uh, I covered Pitt, uh, you know, for about four years and and was around. Uh, I was in shock when they drafted him, and I really, really think that, you know, the progress towards the end of the year was just amazing, and I really think he has what it takes. I'm not saying, again, I say this on every podcast, I'm not saying he has to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he definitely has what it takes to, I think, win a few Super Bowls for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's just my take. I just wanted to get yours. I was I was impressed with him, uh, you know, towards the end of the year and how he handled things, being that they were in the position that they were in. The one thing that, that really surprised me um, was his leadership. Um, yeah. It seemed that he was able to command, you know, his huddle to 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 make his input and voice heard to veterans on the team and to almost command that respect that the position comes along with. And you think about that. That was something that Ben Roethlisberger had to do with us when he came in. You know, it was, you know, yeah. they drafted him, but Tommy Maddox was still the quarterback then. And then when Tommy got hurt and he came in, you know, there were guys who were like, we don't know how this is going to work out. You know what I mean? Is this guy going to be able to lead us? But what did I say before? Winning has a way of curing things that or mm-hmm. issues and making them not issues anymore. And what did Big Ben do come in? He came in and just started winning. So mm-hmm. it's easy to rally around a young guy and give him support once you start winning. And I think Kenny was able to pull through in a couple of those games. And if he's able to carry that momentum from last year and how they finished up the season into the next year, I think the the, the the field is just open for him to just progress and grow. And I still think that he'll have some growing pains, um, you know, just watching him. But as he develops come year three, four, five, I think we'll see some out there, outstanding things. But now they have to definitely build around him. Yeah. You know, they have to make sure that that running game uh, – you know, opens up the field for him. Um, I think he'll start to get better at making all the throws on the tree on a professional level. Um, and I think that'll come in due time. And this coming from a West Virginia Mountaineer. I had to- Yo, <laughs> Yo <laughs> funny, quick, quick little funny story. Though. I went down to Atlanta for the Steeler game. Um, and I have a lot of family down there, and there's a lot of a plethora of Pittsburgh Steeler fans down there. Mm-hmm. And um, we were sitting in one of the uh, on the field suites right before you go into the tunnel. And uh, after the game, Kenny Pickett comes over, man. I, I He didn't know who I was. He didn't know who was up there. But he gave his gloves to my nephew who was sitting oh. up there. And he's, like, ecstatic. He's going <laughs> crazy. He's like, man, I got Kenny Pickett's gloves. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, listen, your uncle's a Super Bowl champion, man. What about me? <laughs> Celebrate me a little bit. <laughs> Celebrate the West Virginia guy a little bit. But, no, yeah, that was awesome, man. And, and, and kudos for him. <laughs> for being able to be in that role because being the Pittsburgh, the, the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, it, it it's a demanding uh, job. Mm-hmm. It's, it comes with so many expectations, not only on the field, but off the field, being a leader in your community, being a Pittsburgh Steelers is different to me. When you talk about the difference in franchises of being in the community than other franchises, I think, you know, cause th- here it's, 
you're a part of Pittsburgh when you become a Pittsburgh Steeler. Mm-hmm. Regardless of where you're from, regardless of who you played for, you're going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, and people are going to remember you as a Pittsburgh Steeler. If you came here and played only a short period of your career or a long period, they're going to treat you as a Steeler. Like you said, the standard's the standard. The Steeler, uh, you know, in the black and gold is going to be for life. You're going to have to get your nephew to fire up some Madden 2003. Hey, I'm going to have to get him to get some of that uh, – Tecmo Bowl and uh, NFL Blitz. Yeah, <laughs> you know oh, I love that. So Even much. better. Yeah, that man. It, it, best. You know, I, I had to buy my kids. A, well, my, my 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 in-laws brought my kids uh, an NFL Blitz with all the the old uh, teams on there and everything. I'm like, don't use the new teams. Go back to the old teams. Leave <laughs> your dads on. Hey, the Super Bowl team. That's all you got to say. That's it, man. That's it. Hey, we're sitting down with Mike Logan here on the Sick Podcast Steelers. Crazy. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, of course, check us out on YouTube and subscribe as well. Mike, I want to talk about something that we chatted a little bit uh, about off air. It's something that generally isn't easy to talk about, but I think breaking the stigma is incredibly, incredibly important. And I'll kind of just let you take the floor from here, man. Um, but we talked about mental health a little bit. Right. Yeah, man. Um I've really had some eye-opening things happen to me over the course of the last two years. You know, um, I contracted COVID early in 2020. And, you know, that was the thing we were dealing with at the time. And I didn't think too much of it until I had to think about it because it it severely, you know, hampered me and um, hit me a little different than the way it hit my wife. And my reaction to it kind of got me thinking and put life in a different perspective for me. Um, I ended up recovering, but coming out of it, I really started to suffer from severe anxiety. I mean, to the point where I was isolating myself. Um, I didn't want to speak to people. You know, I do a lot of public speaking. I couldn't even do that uh, to the point that it got where I was having anxiety attacks. And I truly didn't know what it was. I never gave anxiety the respect it deserved because I didn't think that it could shut me down the way that it did. And um, I had to go into therapy, intense therapy. I had to learn about anxiety and what it was. You know, I I said, well, you know, I've been anxious plenty of times. You know, I played football at the highest level. There were times when I'm out there thinking and overthinking and causing myself anxiety. But I had to really, truly learn about what it was. And once I did, and admitted that I suffered from it. And that was the big thing. We talk about the stigmas of people not wanting to acknowledge it, not wanting to address it, and not putting the work to really overcome it. Because I was like, man, I'm a professional athlete. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll get over this. And I truly couldn't get over it. So I really had to seek some help from licensed professionals who who deal with that, who helped me understand it. And I tell you, it has been the greatest thing that I've probably ever done in my life for myself. Um, getting that help, speaking to a therapist, understanding what it is, and acknowledging that it can be, it can sit you down, you know. And I had to think about uh, something that uh, I was told, and I talked on a panel with uh, about 12 years ago. It might have been longer than that. Um, Shamiqua Holesclaw, WNBA star, invited me to an Active Minds uh, conference. And we just talked about, they were talking about mental health. And I was like, you know, it was the first time that it dawned on me that when you're injured or you're sick, 
you go to a doctor, you go try to, you know, if you got an, a ligament tour, you go to a surgeon, you get it fixed, you go through all the physical therapy and rehab to get yourself back out there. I never took time during my entire career to, to work on my brain, my mental health, the biggest muscle that you have, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I never took time when I felt a certain way or I felt, um, you know, down to address that. And I finally did that. And it's been the most liberating, freeing thing that I've ever done in my life. So I'll never suffer again. If I'm, if I'm feeling a certain type of way and I feel that I'm not right, I'm going to seek, uh, you know, medical attention and I'm going to do that. And it's just something that we have to get over. So I've been preaching my testimony uh, for the last uh, year and a half. And I'm just amazed by the amount of people who've either messaged me, inboxed me, texted me and said, man, I've been suffering in silence for so many years. I'm glad that you spoke up. So I'm willing to talk about it at any time now. And I, it's a part of my testimony. It's a part of who I am now. Um, I'll definitely speak out and advocate for anybody to get the help that they need mentally. Mike, thanks for sharing that incredibly transparent, important mm -hmm. message. I think you helped probably so many people, like I said off air, that that you didn't, you know, you didn't even, you were just telling, you know, your story. And I'm sure right. it did it. It really spoke to a lot of people. I think that's awesome. I think yeah. people see these athletes sometimes and they, they're they like, this Super Bowl champion? You yeah. know, they're like, yeah. this guy who's had this life? Or, you know, I think about recently guys like Ben Simmons and there's a lot of college yeah. people who yeah. have taken off in the past years due to mental health. And people will comment and be like, this guy has it made. What is he what is he anxious about? People just don't, you know. Man, bro, it, it, it's tough, man. I mean, I had to look in the mirror at myself, though, and, and you know, I had to beef myself up to really speak out about it and admit that it was going on to me and that I couldn't do anything within myself to get better. And once I realized that and spoke up about it and got the help, I actually feel stronger now, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, as opposed to feeling weaker then when I'm dealing with it because you are weak when you're suffering in silence and you're by yourself and you can't get over it, you start to beat yourself up and make it worse. Cause you're like, man, I'm, I'm really down. I can't do nothing about it. I'm not strong enough to overcome this, but I realized I needed help. Just like when I tore ligaments in both of my knees, I had posterior reconstruction. I couldn't do it on my own. I had to go to a surgeon. I had to go to physical rehab to build myself back up. And once I understood that and, and, um, you know, was content with that information and, and how I felt I was able to free myself from it. Once again, thanks so much for sharing. We're happy that you're able to go back now or not to go back, but to move forward and be able to public speak again and, and hang out and do events. So tell us, you got an event coming up, right? Yes, yes. Um, I've been kind of just getting my feet wet again, man, getting back out there. Um, I do public speaking on a regular uh, I did um, life skills mentoring at University Prep in the Hill District, and um, I'm always just trying to, you know, share my testimony. Um, I'm going to speak to Woodland Hills Men of Valor program uh, next week. I'll be speaking at um, Westinghouse, the program next week um, about, uh, you know, mentoring and life skills education. So I'm getting back out there, man, but I'm hosting an event at uh, Zia's Restaurant in Monroeville. Uh, February 22nd. Like 10 um, minutes from my house. So I'm definitely Oh, bro, start. you got to come yeah. through. You got to was... come through, man. We're, um, me and, um, uh, one of the, uh, Little League coaches, Khalil Morris and, uh, Jerome Bettis' brother, John Bettis, 
Um, we've been doing some things and hosting parties, but we're having like a happy hour with Blazers, uh, Blazers and over bourbon, what they're calling it. So just come through, man. We'll be there. Uh, we're going to have a good time. I'll be sure to share my testimony with some people and just having a nice time, man. So if you guys um, want to come through, it's posted on all my social media. Mm-hmm. I'm at MLogan31 on Twitter, Instagram, Mike Logan on Facebook. I have a personal page and a fan page. I have to uh, ask you real quick, uh, that when you when you step out for these events, does the ring come? Um, so I, I do bring the ring out for those special, special times, right. you know, so yeah. I, and, and I'm pretty generous with my, with my Super Bowl ring. My wife says, you know, you're, you're just so, you know, giving, but I, again, I feel like once you're a Pittsburgh seller and, and you accomplish things, it's, it's a part of mm-hmm. the city's, uh, you know, success that you have. So I like sharing my Super Bowl ring. The one thing I will say, everybody who, you know, there's there's always one person who says, "Oh, I'm gonna take the ring. I'm gonna run off with it. You can't catch yeah. me." The last person that did that dropped my Super Bowl ring. Uh, it cracked the the little uh the emblem on the the top of it is like put on it with the with the yeah. diamonds and the trophies yeah. actually came off. Wow! So I had to to stick it back on. I actually have to send it off. Um, I'm sending it off after the Super Bowl and all that stuff over uh, to get it. You know. Re re engraved wow. back into yeah. the stone, but I did a little makeshift uh, fix for it now, so I, I'll definitely be doing it uh, next Thursday. Wow, love to hear. Uh, <laughs> it can't be. I tell you what, we had Jordan and I had Jeff Reed uh, yeah. on one of our tailgates. You want to talk about passing around Super Bowl rings? This guy was handing them to everybody and their mother. I'm surprised those Super Bowl rings didn't get dropped in a drain or something. Yeah. <laughs> he told Jeff us he Reed. had insurance on them, so. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Jeff is the ultimate tailgate and host, man. He yeah, is. Well. I, I ran into him after the Atlanta game outside of the stadium, and he just heard my voice. And I hear somebody saying, "No, what's up, man? Where are you?" And he's like running over to me, man. We had a big hug and talk for about twenty minutes, man. That that is my dude right there. That is my uh, ace, man. Straight yeah, up. What a, what a guy! I tell you what. Uh, you're a great guy as well, man. This has been Thank such you. a pleasure to to sit down with you at M Logan 31 right there. Yes, Talking sir. great stories, Steeler memories, and other important issues. Mike Logan, he's a Super Bowl champion, and more importantly, he's a champion off the field with life skills as well. Mike, appreciate you. Hope we will see Thank you soon. You. We'll, we'll see you again, soon, man. man. Appreciate Definitely, it. man. When the season gets rolling, just hit me up, man. I'm here. You know, I got two young kids now, so I'm always ripping and running with them. I'm actually in their room right now, sitting on this little <laughs> chair, um, just to kind of get a little break away because you yeah. would hear them in the background right now. But hit me, hit me up, man. I'll be happy yeah. to come on anytime to talk talk to you guys about football and life off the field. We appreciate it, man. No doubt. We'll man. See you Take soon. care. Good stuff, JY. Profound yeah, stuff. It's, it's just crazy how life, you know, just comes at you. One minute he's speaking. At our school, at uh, Valley Middle School, and the next minute, here we have uh, the Steelers Crazy Sick podcast, and he's on here. You know, it's more than football, and I think that that's I think that that's the most amazing thing. But um, I think that we wanted to end it and give our Super Bowl picks in our new uh, sponsor, our partnership with my bookie. So if you want to uh, rattle that off, and then we can give our Super Bowl predictions. How about that? First of all, I didn't do this on Tuesday. Uh, I was having so much fun caught up in the moment with my draft prospect, Dale Henley. If you didn't check that out, awesome show. Another great dude 
Hopefully yeah. he becomes a stealer and can win a Super Bowl ring. He can replace Devin Bush, I think. Yeah, he's he's so fun and such a smart kid. Uh, but I, I forgot. I was so excited. I forgot the title. So I think you did too, Sammy. Run it. It's time for sick picks. Brought to you by my bookie. You asked for it. They listened. My bookie designed a unique deposit bonus that lets you cash in and cash out. Quick, this is a unique deposit bonus for sports bettors like Jordan and I who want to focus on what to bet Mm -hmm. and not a payout sweat. Do us a favor. Make your first deposit today with promo code SICKPICKS. It's right there on the bottom of the screen. If you're watching, SICKPICKS. Wager your deposit amount once you're eligible to cash out. There's no better week to sign up for this than this week. It's the freaking Super Bowl. If you want a sports book that gives you the most for your money, bet on the big game, my bookie pregame. Live lines, the thousands of Super Bowl props that I'm going to bet. Everything from literally the coin toss to the anthem, the color of the Gatorade that's going to be dumped on the winning coach, which I'll give out shortly. I can't tell you who's exactly going to win the Super Bowl, even though I'm going to try right after this. I can't. But, but I know where I'm placing my bets, and that is my bookie. Anytime, anywhere, anything, my bookie. All right, this is our last show before the Super Bowl. This is our last show technically during NFL season. It's kind of depressing when you put it that way. Yeah. Um, I will start with you. I went through everything last night, made my final decisions predictions i'm gonna hit you with it after yours but give me give me a champ yeah so again i've been kind of hard on the eagles all all year they have they're great on both sides of the ball at every position but everyone said the cincinnati Bengals were going to be in the super bowl it was burrowhead stadium well i'm here to tell you that patrick mahomes as long as he's healthy which i think that he is I think that the Chiefs come out. I think that it's going to come down to the final two minutes, but I think that the Chiefs pull it out. I just think that this is Patrick Patrick Mahomes is just that dude. It's that simple. Uh, I, I think it's awesome that both of the Kelseys are in the Super Bowl. I'm sure that their mom – I know that their mom is very proud, and I think that that's so awesome. Cool. Um, but I am going to say my final score is going to be 31-27 Chiefs. Respect it. And I had a very similar projection in my head just a few days back. This kind of happened to me two weeks ago before AFC championship between the Bengals and the Chiefs, where right away when I knew that matchup was going to happen, I said, Bengals are taking it. They're hot, playing good football. And then it kind of like marinated for a little bit. And I said, you know what? The Chiefs are going to win this game. You know, Patrick Mahomes backing them. Um, obviously they ended up pulling it out in a tight one. And you already said it. This is going to be a really close game. Did the same thing this past week. Had the Chiefs. I've let it marinate. And now it's turned into a Philly steak and cheese uh, for me. And I think it is a little bit of head versus heart here. Um, Listen, they're they're in the state. I don't think we root for Philly teams all that often. But at the end of the day, there's not that big of a rivalry between the Steelers and Eagles. The two cities, yes, there are. Anyway, I'll give you my actual pick. All right. So I have settled on Eagles 27, Chiefs 23. Wow. Okay. So that's an Eagles cover. And I think technically the under in terms of sick picks on my bookie. 
Uh, for me, it's the Patrick Mahomes is the best player on the field, but the Eagles are the more well-rounded team to me by a long shot. Offensive line is the best in football, maybe the best we've seen in a long time. Their defense is absolutely ferocious. That defensive line, former Steeler Javon Hargrave, anchoring it with Fletcher Cox holding it down. Just a really good all-around team. It's going to be an absolute war. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be a, a tight game. But I think ultimately, like when Pat Mahomes played that Bucks team a few years ago in the Super Bowl and they lost because the Bucs were a more complete team with Tom Brady, really it was the pieces around Tom Brady. Uh, I think that's kind of what's going to happen, although it's not going to be a blowout. So 27-23, hmm. Eagles, that's Eagles, cover, and the under. Miles Sanders. MVP for me. That's wow. it. And that's all. Let's see what happens. Wow. I, I don't know, man. I, I We finally disagree on something. I like it. I like it. At I'm going to get, I'm going to jump off here and here. get on my bookie and, and put together my parlay and I'm going to let you evaluate. How's that sound? I got you. All right. This has been another episode of Steelers crazy sick podcast. I'm JY. This is Mike and our special guest, Mike Logan. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah, man, we're here all year round. So don't change that dial. Sammy. Check out Day and Henley. Check out that interview. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.